All right, welcome back to the Fit-ish Project with your host, myself, as always, Lathan Bass. Uh, again, I hope you guys are enjoying summer so far. I know, as I said last episode, I am definitely enjoying summer. Was able to get out to Denver, Colorado uh, this last weekend and hang out with some buddies out there, do a little hiking, get outdoors, although it was pretty damn warm. Um, still was able to get outside and then enjoy the outdoors and, you know, check out just Denver and do some new things and have a little fun. I know it's always nice to get away from the, get away from the home a little bit and just do some new things and have a little fun. So hopefully you're also, you know, able to enjoy some of those things this summer and been able to indulge a little bit and uh, just enjoy life. So anyways, we'll get into it with this next episode. I thought that I would do an episode just all about protein. Uh, It's something that I talk about quite a bit on my socials and something that I see is very important and something that could honestly solve a lot of issues if people understood the importance and just the benefits that come along with consuming enough protein. So I thought that I would, you know, talk a little bit about that, but then also just give some practical tips about how to increase protein in your diet, because that's a question that I hear all the time. A lot of people know that they should be eating you know, a decent amount of protein and getting quality sources of protein, but they struggle to get the amount that they actually need. So uh, towards the end of the episode, I'm going to give you five practical tips that you can actually use and implement right away. Um, because again, as I said, if, if there's one thing you could do, adding in protein could help just in so many different facets when it comes to health when it comes to your appearance goals and how you actually look, you know, with building muscle and losing fat, when it comes to how you feel and your hunger and all that stuff, there's just so many different things that eating enough protein can do for you. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode. You know, what is protein, why you need it, how much you actually need, and then some tips to help you get more protein in your diet. So we'll get right into it. So I thought I'd lay out just a little scenario just to help you kind of picture things. I know Personally, myself, when I have kind of like a story or you know a visual to go along with it, it helps me remember it. So I thought that I would you know start this off with just a little visual for you to think about. So let's say I'm giving you the option to take two separate pills. So you are going to be presented with pill number one, pill number two, but you have to choose one of these two pills. All right. So pill number one. Um, what this pill is going to do is it's going to help you build more muscle. It's going to make you have less hunger, help control some of those cravings that you get. It's going to actually allow you to eat more food without gaining a bunch of excess weight. It's going to improve the quality of your life by giving you the ability to do your favorite things physically. Um, it's actually going to extend your life. It's going to improve your physical strength. It's going to help with better digestion going to help recover faster from injury and illness. It's going to help maintain and manage a healthy weight. It's going to help your brain function faster and more efficiently. It's going to improve your metabolic health and it's going to make achieving your aesthetic goals easier. So that is pill number one. The other option that you have is pill number two. And this pill is going to make it harder to build more muscle It's going to increase your hunger and cause you to eat more calories without even realizing it. It's going to lead to more weight gain over time. It's going to make you feel a little bit sleepier and lethargic. It's going to reduce your lifespan, so take years off your life. It's going to make it harder to gain strength. 
Uh, it's going to mess with your digestion sometimes and possibly cause some stomach issues. It's going to increase your chances of sickness and injury, as well as the time that it takes to come back from that illness or injury. It's going to worsen your metabolic health. It's going to make it harder to maintain a healthy weight, and it's going to make achieving your aesthetic goals much, much harder. All right, so those are your two options. Obviously, most of you guys, I would hope that's a no-brainer. You're going to go with pill number one. So what I'm talking about in these two situations is basically a high-protein diet versus our standard American diet, also known as the SAD diet. So when we think about um, a high-protein diet, uh, that's going to be typically a lot higher than what the average person is getting right now in their, in their diet. So the average adult in the U.S. is consuming about 88 grams per day of protein, which again, you have to remember that's the average. So some people are consuming a lot more, some people are consuming a lot less. And while that does fall into the category of being okay in the RDA's recommendations, all that means is that they're consuming enough protein to not be deficient. However, that does not mean that because you're consuming enough to be deficient, that's certainly not optimal. So we're going to talk about what actually is optimal and why we want to shoot for more protein than that. Because the issue comes down to when you are only eating 88 grams of protein, which comes out to about 15% of your daily calories, the rest of your calories have to come from other foods. And when it comes to the typical American, about 60% of that is coming from super ultra processed foods, which think of your things that are in boxes or packages and stuff like that, which again, I'm definitely not against eating that stuff, you know, in moderation, I encourage people to eat those things, if those are things that they want to eat, but obviously, you just don't want to be overdoing it. You know, I talk about the 8020 rule a lot. So 20% of the time, you can eat some of that stuff if you would like, but 60% is a lot more than 20%. And you can see when you're eating 60% from ultra processed foods, it's very easy to overeat. You're eating more calories. Obviously, this stuff is not nearly as nutritious as your whole and more unprocessed foods. Um, and it just doesn't lead to those better health outcomes, as well as some of those aesthetic goals that you might have. It's just not very helpful for those either. So again, that's why we want to try to lean more towards that high protein diet, because it's going to help with all the benefits that we listed in that very first uh, scenario. So getting right into it, what is protein? Well, the first thing that you have to understand about protein is that it is essential to survive. So it's something that we need. It's something that our body cannot produce enough of. So we have to get protein through our diet, which is why you hear people stress about eating high protein diets, about getting enough protein, because again, you need it to survive. And in order to thrive, you need to make sure that you're getting quite a bit of it within your diet. So protein plays plenty of different roles when it comes to the body, but probably the simple and most common thing that's talked about is its role in building muscle. So just think of protein as like building blocks to building muscle. And we know that muscle is important for several different reasons. Muscle mass is important for longevity. So people that have more muscle mass tend to live longer lives, which obviously is a goal for most of us. We want to live a long, um, you know, healthy life. It also helps to actually improve the quality of somebody's life. So if you think of like the older population, a lot of the older population struggle to, you know, get around on their own, 
do certain physical tasks, walk, you know, pick up certain things by themselves. But if you get somebody who's a little bit older, who's taking care of themselves, who's continued to strength train and be active, and they have a little bit more muscle mass, those people typically are a little bit more independent. They can do a lot of the things that they want to do. And it allows them to, again, just increase the quality of their life. So muscle is a big reason for those people being able to actually extend their lives, but then also enjoy their lives as well. And then lastly, you know, people think about muscle in terms of the aesthetics of things or how they actually look. So, you know, whether it's male or female, typically most people would enjoy or like putting on a little bit muscle. So for males, typically, you know, a lot of guys are into just putting on muscle just in general. They want to have the muscles, they go to gym, they strength train, they do all those things so they can look a certain way. And then also for females, muscle is important because a lot of females will talk about, you know, getting toned or looking more fit, looking a little bit more athletic. And that also comes down to building muscle and losing fat. So whether it's male or female, both of us typically enjoy having some muscle on our body. And again, that's going to be caused by eating protein and strength training. So you can see why muscle is important. You can see why protein is important as well. So um, just understanding again, that if you want those benefits of you know building muscle, having muscle, living a longer life, improving the quality of your life, then protein is going to be an essential part of that process. And then again, I won't touch too much on it just because I hit on it a little bit right away in that first scenario, but just some of the benefits that you get when it comes to eating more protein, building more muscle, you're less hungry, helps with your satiety signal. So when you're eating more protein, typically you won't be nearly as hungry versus if you're eating, you know, tons of ultra processed foods that aren't nearly as filling. You're going to burn some extra calories through what's called the thermic effect of food. So all that means is that when you're eating certain foods, whether it's protein, carbs, fats, they all have this, what's called the thermic effect of food. And when it comes to protein, it actually takes more calories to break down that protein that you eat. So you're not actually storing those calories because you're eating more protein. So for example, if I'm somebody who eats a lot of protein, it's going to take my body a little bit more to actually break down those that protein through digestion versus if I'm eating like a ton of carbs or a ton of fats, it's going to take less calories to break those down. So I'm going to store more of those calories um, within my body, just to put that simply. It's not a huge difference, um, but it is just something to recognize and just another reason to eat a little bit more protein. Uh, it's going to eating more protein is going to help extend that lifespan. Again, because of the muscle mass thing, increase the quality of life, again, because the muscle thing, um, lower the risk of disease. So people that eat higher protein diets typically decrease their chances of those big diseases that we try to stay away from, like cancer, heart disease, dementia, all those things are things that can be mitigated a little bit by increasing the protein within your diet. Uh, you can recover faster from illness and injury, which is definitely a positive thing the aesthetic part of things. So basically the appearance and how you look, um, you know, obviously eating more protein is going to help with building more muscle and that's going to help change your appearance. So if that's something that you're after, which is quite a few people, um, eating more protein is going to be essential for that. Increasing strength, which again is helpful with quality of life and allowing you to do all the things that you want to do, whether it's playing sports or performing in different events, running marathons, 5Ks, whatever, all that kind of stuff. 
increasing your strength is going to help with that. Um, increasing your overall fitness levels can also help with just a better functioning brain. So making sure that you are not protein deficient and getting a solid amount of protein can help with you know, memory and how efficiently that that brain of yours is working. So as you can see, there's tons of benefits when it comes to eating protein. And you know, that's not all of them, but those are just some of the main ones that I thought I'd list. So you can see, obviously, if you are somebody who cares about your health, if you want to improve your appearance, you want to improve your fitness levels, you know, all that stuff, protein is going to, again, be an essential part of that whole process. So prioritizing protein definitely has its benefits. And it's something that you should definitely consider making a priority when it comes to your diet and your just your health in general. So moving on to the next section, uh, just going to talk about how much protein you actually need, because there is a lot of different research out there. There's a lot of different numbers. So we're just going to break it down a little bit. And I'm just going to give you a super simple recommendation. And then you can kind of adjust from there and figure out how that fits into your goals. So when it comes to how much protein you actually need, uh, the RDA recommends that in order to not be deficient in protein, you need at least about 0.4 grams per pound of body weight. Uh, but that is also stated for somebody who is sedentary. So again, that is just enough protein so that you're not deficient. But obviously, we're not just after not just being deficient, we want to optimize and we want to get the best results possible and get all the benefits that we can. So we are going to need more than that. So when it comes to optimal, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a range here. So on the low end, we want to be shooting for at least 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. And then if we want to really optimize or want to you know, go up just a little bit or improve that just a little bit, then we're going to shoot for about one gram per pound of body weight. Quick example, if we take somebody who weighs about 200 pounds, their range of protein, if they're going to be on that lower end, that 0.7 grams per pound of body weight is going to be about 140 grams per day. And then if they want to shoot for that one gram per pound of body weight or really optimize, try to gain as much muscle as possible and get all the benefits that they can, then they're going to shoot for that upper end, which would be about 200 grams of protein per day. So 140 to about 200 grams, which again is a pretty big range, but that's what you want to be shoot for if you're really trying to optimize the amount of protein that you are taking in on a daily basis. Now, I know for some people, especially if you're somebody who's never really tracked protein or paid attention to getting a lot of protein, that may seem like a lot, but I'll break it down a little bit and I'll give you some strategies on how you can increase your protein intake and be able to hit that range. So something else that I also wanted to mention, because it's a common question that I get is, you know, okay, that's my range of 140 to 200 grams of protein. If I'm somebody who weighs 200 pounds, like, do I need to split that up? Can I eat that on like, you know, on one or two meals? Do I have to spread that out between like eight meals throughout the day? Like, how does that work? So what you need to understand is that the most important thing by far is just hitting that total number. So hitting that 140 grams to 200 grams of protein is the most important thing. Now, if you're somebody who wants to try to optimize a little bit more, maybe get just slightly better benefits, then you can try to spread those out um, just a little bit throughout the day. So let's say I'm eating 200 grams of protein per day. I could split that up into about four different meals or snacks and get about 50 grams per meal or per snack. And that would be slightly better than eating it in, you know, say two meals or, you know, all at once or within like a small window. 
again, that's not a huge deal and it's not going to make a massive difference for most people. And if it's something that, you know, you're stressing about, like I have to break it down and get this exact amount of protein at this meal and this meal and this meal, then I wouldn't worry about it too much. But if you want to optimize, then you can break that down a little bit more into say your total number into like four feedings throughout the day in order to, again, get those marginal benefits. But again, just to reiterate, the biggest thing is that you're just getting enough protein. And then secondly, if you want to try to take it to just a slightly higher level, then you can try to split those up into smaller feedings throughout the day and split them up kind of evenly throughout time and throughout the amount that you're getting. But don't stress over it. It's not that big of a deal. And then our last section that I wanted to get to, this is probably the, you know, the most meaningful section and the section that I hope people can get the most out of is the actual tips for increasing the protein in your diet. So we talked a little bit about why it's important, what protein is, the benefits of it, how much you actually need. So now that you know how much you need and why it's important, here are five tips for you to try or include within your routine in order to help you get more protein. Because again, most people know they should be eating quite a bit of protein because of how beneficial it is, but people really struggle to get the amount that they need because as I said earlier, they that range is a little bit higher than most people are used to. And it seems like a lot, especially if you've been somebody who hasn't really been trying to eat a high protein diet. So we'll break it down. We'll give you five tips for you to try and you don't necessarily need to try all five of these. I would recommend that you, you know, just pick out one or two things and then try to implement that. And then you can always come back and try different things or add in something new. But um, you don't need to try to you know, utilize all this information because it, it will be quite a bit of information. So tips for getting more protein in your diet. Number one, eat some source of protein at every single meal. So when I think about planning a meal for myself, I always start with what is the protein source that I'm going to eat. And then after that, I build my meal around that protein source. And this is a completely different way than I used to think. I used to just think of food as, you know, just something that you eat. I never really thought about the actual makeup or the contents of the food. You know, when I was 300 pounds, I was just eating to get full and eating to just enjoy it. And I never really thought about what was actually making up the food and how that food affects my body, how the food affects my brain, how that food affects my appearance, none of that stuff. But we know that protein is important. So I try to prioritize protein. And the first thing I think about for every single meal is what is my protein source going to be? And then I'll build around it after that. So before giving you an example of what an actual day could look like for like high protein diet, let's talk about just the types of different protein. So just real quick, you have these are just some of the high protein sources that most people will use and that I recommend to, you know, people who ask me about diet or clients that I work with. So you have your eggs or egg whites are always really good. Um, you have chicken, which is a super popular one. You have turkey. So people will eat like turkey burgers, ground turkey, that sort of thing. You have beef, which can come in all different types of cuts, all different types of, you know, different forms. Uh, you have fish, which is another really good one. Um, you have pork. There's dairy. So when it comes to like dairy, high protein dairy sources, you can look think about things like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese is good. Um, milk is even a good source of protein. And then whey protein is another really common one. And then when it comes to like some high protein veggie sources, you have your beans. Uh, some people will eat like tofu. And then edamame is also another 
pretty popular high protein source. So those are just some of the main ones. They're not the only ones, but those are where a majority of people will get their high protein foods from. So then when we think about, okay, like what's an example of a high protein diet and what that would look like throughout the day. So I'll just give you a quick example of something that like I would eat. So let's say for breakfast, I'm going to have a, an omelet. So I'm going to use like four eggs, throw some veggies in there, maybe a little bit of cheese. So that's a little bit of extra protein. Um, and then I might dice up some ham or just throw some ham on the side, which is another, you know, 15 to 20 grams. So within just that four eggs, the ham and a little bit of cheese, I'm easily getting 50 grams of protein within that breakfast. So that's just a super simple example. Uh, another example, if you wanted to think about breakfast would just be like protein shake, you throw a couple scoops of whey protein in there, gives you 50 grams of protein right there, throw in some other things in there to make that taste good. Boom, you got 50 grams of protein to start the day. Or maybe you're somebody who likes Greek yogurt, take some Greek yogurt, throw in a scoop of protein, you got 40 grams of protein right there. So there's tons of different ways that you can make, you know, high protein meals. Uh, but those are just some options there, some quick, easy, simple things that you could do. Then we go on to lunch. For lunch, maybe you want to have you know, a salad with some chicken in it. So you just get a chicken breast, cut some of that up, throw that in there. Um, that's a super easy option. Um, when you're thinking about dinner, maybe you're going to have like some turkey burgers, or maybe you're going to have a little pasta with like some meat sauce in there. Uh, maybe you're going to have a steak on the grill. Maybe you're going to have some grilled salmon. I mean, there's tons of different things that you can do. But again, when it comes to building your meal, I always just try to think about the protein source and then build around it after you have your protein source. Maybe you want to add some potatoes or some rice or some veggies or, you know, whatever. But always think about what's my source of protein at this meal so that I can just ensure that I'm getting plenty of protein throughout my day. Tip number two, eat high protein snacks. So if you're eating protein at every single meal, that's going to definitely get you off to a good start. But especially if you're somebody who's a little bit bigger, like if you're somebody who needs to get, you know, 200 grams of protein, well, you might struggle to get all 200 grams within that three meals. So one easy thing that you can do is to include some high protein snacks. So some examples of these sorts of things could be like protein shakes, and you could even get like the pre-made protein shakes. I know like Costco has some that are really good. You have like Premier Protein and... There's all different types of protein that you can get that are already pre-made that are anywhere from like 20 to 30 grams of protein. Um, or you could just make your own with scoops of whey protein. That's also always a good option. Other high protein snacks, you have cottage cheese, which is one of my favorites. I'll just eat some cottage cheese with like some crackers. That's one of my go-tos whenever I'm you know, looking for something to eat and I just want a little bit of protein. Greek yogurt is also another really good one. Tons of different flavors there. Uh, beef jerky is also another really good one. Uh, protein bars, I'm a big fan of protein bars just because they taste good, but that's a really easy way to get another 20 to 30 grams of protein. Uh, you got to be careful a little bit with the protein bars just because some of them can get super high calorie pretty quickly. So some protein bars will you know, be 350, 400 calories for 20 grams of protein, and that's not necessarily the best option. You could probably find a little bit better option than that. So be careful about those that you're not taking in, you know, a buttload of sugar and tons of calories with those, but there's tons of different options there. Just play around with it a little bit, see what you like, find some that have some good macros and then go with that. Tuna packets are another one. If you're somebody who doesn't mind tuna, I eat tuna 
quite a bit. I like the taste. I'll just throw you know, some seasoning on it and maybe a little hot sauce in there. And it's an easy 20, 25 grams of protein if I'm just a little bit hungry or if I just need to get a little bit more protein in. So those are some easy options when it comes to protein snacks. But again, if you're somebody who struggles to hit that total number, then adding in one to two protein snacks per day is a really easy way to boost that protein up a little bit. Third tip for you is to utilize protein powder. So I've talked about protein powder a little bit with the protein shakes, but this is also a really, really good option for those people who struggle to get enough protein. So let's say you're eating your three meals per day, but you're still struggling to hit your targets. Protein shakes are a really good option because they're not, you know, super hard to take down, especially if you're someone who struggles to eat a lot, but you really want to maximize your protein. Well, a protein shake, you know, it's in liquid form and it's easy to take down, you know, an easy 25 to 50 grams of protein within a protein shake. So you can utilize that. You can make protein shakes or you can even mix it into other meals or other snacks. So like you can throw it into Greek yogurt, as I've already mentioned. Uh, you can throw it into like pancake mix or waffle mix. You, there's different desserts that you can put protein powder in. So there's different ways that you can mix in whey protein in order to get more protein content within your meals and in within your snacks. So really, really good option is to utilize protein powder. And I mean, I'm a big fan of the protein shakes in general, thrown in, they're really easy to make, they're super fast, they're super quick. And again, you can get some easy protein. So some of my my favorite protein shakes are I'll just use like water or maybe a little bit of milk, throw some ice in there, also throw some kind of fruit in there. So like blueberries or strawberries, Sometimes I'll throw a veggie in there like carrots or spinach or something like that. Most times you can't even taste the veggies. So it's another way to add in a little bit of nutrients, but also add in some fiber and some vegetables if you struggle to get enough vegetables. And then obviously you're going to want to throw your protein in there. You can throw some you know, peanut butter protein powder or if you're somebody who's trying to like gain some weight or add in some extra calories, you can use like peanut butter or other nut butters make it taste a little better, change the consistency, all that stuff. But there's so many different ways that you can play around with protein shakes and change them up with different fruits and um, different protein powders and different flavors and all that kind of stuff. But super good option if you are somebody who struggles to hit that total amount of protein within your day. Uh, tip number four is to measure your protein intake. And this can be done a couple of different ways. But you know, one of the quotes that I think about a lot is what gets measured gets managed. So people who struggle to get enough protein, sometimes they have no idea how much they're actually getting. Well, it's hard to know if you're getting enough if you never measure it. And that's not to say that you have to measure it every single day, but it is helpful if you take you know a couple days, measure it out. Plus that way, once you measure it out, then you have a good idea of how much you're getting in certain meals and certain snacks when you're looking at food labels and seeing, okay, this protein bar has this much, uh, this meal has this much. It's very, very helpful. And then you can just kind of you know do it in your head little mental math and you can figure out whether or not you're getting enough protein throughout the day. So you can measure it, you know, with the food scale. So by using food labels, the food scale, and then just using like an app to track it, you can track your protein throughout the day pretty easily. But if you don't have a food scale or you don't really want to go through, you know, that trouble and be that specific, you can also just use your palm as a measuring tool. So this is something that I picked up through Precision Nutrition. And basically, you're just going to use your palm. So if you stick your palm out, look down at your palm, your palm is about the size of 20 to 25 grams of protein. So if we're thinking about the size of a piece of chicken or a piece of beef or 
how many eggs could fit in there, that would be about 20 to 25 grams of protein. So when you're looking at your food, okay, I need 50 grams of protein. So I'm going to get two palmfuls full of protein. So I'm going to get a piece of meat on my plate that is the size of about two of my palms. Super simple. Obviously, it's not quite as accurate, but it's going to get you close enough. And that's just a super easy tool that you can think about. And it can help you, you know, measure out your protein a little bit throughout the day. So that is tip number four, measure your protein intake. And like I said, you don't have to do that every single day, but it's super helpful to do that for you know, a couple days or even a couple weeks, just so you can get an idea of how much protein you're taking in and how many, how much protein each food has, how much protein is in the typical meals that you make quite often. So yeah, super helpful, measure out your protein. And my last one, my last tip, tip number five, is to plan ahead. And there's several different ways that you can do this. You can write them out. So you could write out the meals that you plan to have the day before. You could you know, use your phone in the notes app, just day before, right before you go to sleep, or even right when you wake up in the morning. I'm going to have this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. Again, making sure that you're planning your meals around some sort of protein source. I'm going to have this for snacks in order to get my protein in. You write it down on a piece of paper, on a sticky note, put it on your fridge, whatever. Or as you kind of get better with this, like I typically don't write my meals down anymore, but I do think about it in my head. Like before the day, I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to have this, this, and this in order to make sure that I get enough protein. Or tomorrow I'm going to have this, this, and this in order to make sure that I'm getting, you know, hit my total protein. So as you get better with it, you don't have to write it down if you don't want to, but that writing it down can be helpful just with accountability and just helping you plan out your meals. Meal prep obviously is a good option because if you physically make all the food and you measure out your protein and you know how much protein you're getting at each meal, it makes it very easy to pre-plan that out because it's already done for you. You don't have to think about, okay, I've had 100 grams today in protein through lunch and dinner or through breakfast and lunch, and now I need to figure out how I'm going to get the rest of my protein, um, what meal should I make? Since it's already done for you, you already know meal prep wise, I'm having this, 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 and this. And I know that already equals the amount of protein that I want. So it makes it super easy, super convenient. So meal prep is always a super good option. I'm a big fan of meal prep and I do it quite often, especially when it comes to protein sources. I utilize my crock pot quite a bit. So I'll throw like chicken or beef or pork or something in a crock pot. And then I'll just split that up measure it out. And then I know exactly how much protein I'm getting in each meal and how much I'm getting within each day. And then last one, when it comes to uh, planning ahead is to have some go-to meals that you can go to uh, when you need more protein. So like I've already mentioned protein shakes. That's one of my favorite go-to meals, protein pancakes. I usually have those on hand. So that's always one of my go-to go-to meals. Eggs with some sort of like ham or like turkey, something like that is something that I usually have on hand. So those are always a good one. And then something that I call gains bowls. So I'll just pick like, I'll pick one source of protein, I'll pick some vegetable, and then I'll usually pick some kind of carb. So for example, maybe I'll just have some chicken in the uh, fridge, I have some broccoli in the freezer, and I have some uh, potatoes or rice in the cupboard. So I'll just make those three ingredients, I'll mix them up, I'll put some sort of sauce on them, like hot sauce or some, some something like that buffalo sauce. And I just mix it up. And then I just eat it. Super simple, super easy, and uh, something that I know that I can go to whenever I'm in a pinch or when I don't really have a plan. So having a couple go-to meals, an easy way to get in 25 to 40 grams of protein is something that can be super helpful. So 
those are the five tips. Uh, hopefully, again, there's something in there that you can take away that you can use. Uh, you don't have to use all of these, as I said earlier. The goal is to just pick one or two things and try to utilize those. But um, I hope that was helpful. And then as we kind of wrap this thing up, just a couple of takeaways or things that I want you to remember, just kind of, you know, the central theme of this whole thing. So understanding that protein is essential, is something that you need and that it provides so many benefits. So hopefully you understand the benefits and high protein diet is something that you want to try to implement and something that you really focus on. Secondly, if you're going to prioritize it, then you need to make sure that you plan for it. Obviously, as you know, as I just said, protein is essential. It's got tons of benefits and it's worth prioritizing. And if you want to actually make it a priority, then you need to plan ahead for it. And I gave you a couple strategies and how to plan ahead for it. So making sure that you're actually doing that, because if you don't do those things, if you don't plan ahead, then the likelihood of you actually prioritizing it are not very high. So if it's important, if it's priority, plan ahead for it. And then lastly, just understanding as well that focusing on adding protein not only is going to give you all those benefits, but it's going to naturally cause you to eat less of that super ultra processed stuff. Again, not that it's bad as long as it's within moderation, but you don't want to have a diet that's full of that stuff because it doesn't lead to great health outcomes. You don't look very good. You don't feel very good. So focusing on actually just adding in protein versus just restricting all that other stuff is an easy way to just overall just improve your diet and improve your health as a whole. So as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, hope there was something in there that you can utilize and put into action right away because that's always my goal of this podcast is to not only inform and educate, but to give you practical tips and advice that you can literally start using today. So hopefully, again, there was something in there. Use it. Try it out. Come back. Try something else and uh, continue to get that 1% better. That's the goal slowly get better over time doing those little things and just improve. So I guess for now, that is all I have for you. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, for those of you that have you know rated, reviewed, posted on socials, leave feedback, send me questions. As always, I really, really appreciate that. It means a lot. And uh, until next time, uh, that is all I have for you.